Welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, father. We provide content to help men become the men they want to be. My name is Brent, and I am the Fallible Man. I'm not perfect. I don't have all the answers, but I am on a journey to be better every single day. Maybe you are too. On today's show, we're talking about questions that women have asked of men, and we're trying to do our best to answer them. So ladies, this one is just for you. In doing the research for the show, I was amazed by some of the questions I saw, and trying to distill it down to a few was definitely difficult. So if you guys enjoy the show, let me know in the show notes and the comments, and maybe we'll follow it up with a part two. I don't know. It depends on how this goes over. But guys, pay attention. This will tell you what women are asking. Ladies, this show is just for you, so I hope you guys enjoy. Stick around after the intro, and uh, we're even going to talk about guys' feelings at the end, so you should be really excited about that. We'll be back in just a minute. This is the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for everything man, husband, and father. Here is your host, the Fallible Man, Brent Dowling. Welcome back. If this is your first time joining us, I'm Brent. I am the Fallible Man. I'm glad you're here today. Thanks for spending some time with us. Man, I hope you guys enjoy this. It was such a pain to research. I know you don't want to hear that kind of stuff, but I asked and I asked, and it is incredibly difficult to get women to talk to men that they don't know necessarily, even on social media, right? You can post the stupidest thing on social media, but you ask one, just one real question. And people freak out. I put this question out on Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Twitter, LinkedIn. I put this question out to the ether. Um, I don't have the biggest following in the world, but I have several hundred people on Facebook at least. And uh, my other channels are growing. If you're not subscribed to my other channels, if you have social media, be sure and check that out. Where at the Fallible Man on pretty much every social media, except our page on Facebook is at Fallible Man. If you follow at the Fallible Man, you're, you're just getting my personal page. And you can follow me there too, I don't care. Hey guys, check us out. We provide daily content. And so I was asking the great ether, what do you want to know about guys? What question do you have about men or for men that you want answered? I was overwhelmed at the lack of responses. You give people a platform to ask something that they really want to ask, and it's really difficult to get them to ask. I don't know if they're afraid of uh, judgment or of people thinking what they are asking is weird, but it was so hard getting questions for this. Now, in the long run, while I was doing that, I was doing a lot of research. Because there are entire forums where women talk about this stuff. So I started looking at the top questions I could find. And there are tons of them. Like I said in the intro, if you guys dig this, let me know in my comments. Um, and let us know so I can do it to part two if that's what you really want. But we're going to tackle... I think I have... Let me look at my notes. I have six questions we're going to try and tackle today. Guys, seriously, pay attention. Women want to know some strange things about us and some interesting things about us, but I, they also want to know some, yeah, really weird stuff. But 
we're just as guilty as women about that, for sure. We ask really weird questions for women, so turnabout's fair play, I guess? I don't know. Guys, let's get into it, and uh, I'll ask, give you these six questions that I distilled this down to. Question number one. I'm trying to get used to this whole right and left thing, mirror image on the camera, so if I motion with the wrong hand, I, I apologize now. For all of you listening to our audio show, I'm using finger numbers, but I also do these live on, well, excuse me, not live. I do these on YouTube. They're released one week after the podcast episode. So if you are a video person, be sure and check us out there on our YouTube channel as well. Question number one, why do men stop trying once they are in a relationship? Now, the really easy question answer to this would be that we tend to get complacent. And I could leave it there, but that's not actually the answer. By the way, grab your cup of coffee. You're joining us. If you're a fan of the show, you know that I drink my coffee while I work because otherwise my brain doesn't work. So grab your cup of coffee, your energy drink, and stay a while and listen. That's for all my D3. Well, that's for all my Diablo fans out there. Stay a while and listen. Why do men stop trying once they're in a relationship? It's not that we become complacent, at least on purpose. So I'm going to take this one a little deep. Sorry. There are such things called as what you would understand as evolutionary testosterone levels. What that means is that the testosterone in production in men actually decreases once they settle into a relationship. Now, this is, you know, all factors aside, like we're not talking about age over here or um, stress levels or sleep or nutrition. There are a lot of things that affect a man's testosterone levels, but one of them is actually being in a good, solid relationship. Now, women, please do not take this as offensive. That means that he really is deeply into you. He feels secure in your relationship and that y'all have something strong. His testosterone levels are actually going to go down a little. You probably don't want to hear that, but this has to do with evolutionary biology. Men's testosterone levels are higher when they are single. In fact, research has shown that post-divorce, men's testosterone levels will actually go up farther. I'm sorry if I'm getting hard teased. It's hard to balance this mic. I don't have a good audio set up yet. Sorry. When men become single again or after post-divorce, a man's testosterone levels will rise back up because a man goes back into hunter mode. When men are single in any way, shape, or form, our testosterone levels boost. It's because we turn into hunters again. We go back on the prowl. From an evolution standpoint, and I'm not a big fan of evolution, but I won't get into a deep argument on that. Okay, I believe in creationism. You can do with that what you want. But things do evolve. I just don't think that's where life started. Everything does evolve. If you don't evolve, adapt, and grow, you die. That's just how it works. So our bodies actually adapt to our circumstances. Now, 
if you go back in history, way back, caveman days and even after, men's testosterone levels were actually higher. It's because men had to physically provide. They had to go out and farm. They had to go out and hunt. They had to go out and battle to protect what was theirs, whether it's from neighboring tribes or just roaming bandits or whether they're actually at war. Men had to fight more. Our testosterone levels were higher. As we progress and life has gotten simpler and simpler, the actual normal standard testosterone levels of men has decreased greatly in response to we're no longer hunter-gatherers. We don't have to go hunting for food unless you call fighting it out in Walmart or Fred Meyer or Costco or wherever you go shopping. We don't have to go hunt for food. Some men hunt. I haven't been hunting in years. I do enjoy hunting. Other men don't, and that's fine too. My dad was never a hunter. That's not his thing, and that's okay too. But we don't have to. You're not required to go shoot your food to eat that day. Likewise, you don't necessarily have to work the field or you won't eat. So, there's that has come down. Men have come down as well. Our testosterone levels necessary for our survival have decreased. One of the things that changes is men are designed to procreate. I know women don't want to hear that. Um, it's not very popular to think of us as that is our main role. But men were designed with the idea to mate and procreate as much as possible to make the human race survive in a time when large animals, dinosaurs, whether that's your thing or not, hunted mankind, or I know some people say they didn't coexist, but there is evidence to say said they do exist in some places at the same time. But it wasn't just that. There was wars, there was famines, there was plagues, there was illnesses. Hey, plagues, we know about that. There was all kinds of things that the average lifespan was much, much shorter. That's why you look historically and see kids getting married at 14. Can you imagine that? I've got an 8-year-old daughter. I, I just can't even imagine the horrors of marrying her off at 14. So, the world has changed and evolved. And as it has, we've gotten a little softer as a species. And our testosterone has gone down. Likewise, men get into a relationship. Our testosterone goes down. We are no longer in the mode of hunt. We're no longer out trying to find a mate and procreate and recreate life. Evolutionary biology, I'm not a brain surgeon. We've all, all discussed this before, but that's just the facts. I did research these questions, and there is actually science behind it. So we do become complacent, and guys, we got to stop doing that. We can't be complacent in our relationship. Check out my, I think it was blog five. Check out blog five, Mars and Venus. I'll link that in the comments. Sorry, I'll link that over here if you're on YouTube. If you're on the podcast, make sure you can go back and check that one out with someone you love. That one was a great his and hers video for our podcast episode, Getting Together with your spouse and being a better couple. Check that out. Guys, go back to that. If you're becoming complacent in your relationship, you're wrong. So fix that. Don't let our biology get the better of us, but got, ladies, it's not 100% intentional. Question number two. Do men really think of nothing? 
Yes. I know that is really hard to accept for a lot of women. I've grown up surrounded by women my entire life. Okay, I grew up in a house full of women. My grandmother moved in and lived with us from the time I was two till the day she died. Um, I have my mom and my sister. My brother's girlfriends are around. My girlfriends are around. I have six female cousins. I have seven nieces. I have... Gotta stop and count. Like four or five sister-in-laws and daughters. I've been surrounded by women my whole life. And this is such a normal question, and it cracks me up that women actually still don't believe me when I say this. Men do have time periods when we do just think of nothing, absolutely nothing. It is perfectly possible for us to sit and just enjoy the silence. Sometimes our brain just needs to check out. Ladies, you have the same response from time to time. It's not necessarily that you think of nothing. You think of certain pleasant things that make you happy. We just check out. It it helps reserve brain powers for more important things to us. Now, that's absolutely true. There is one caveat. There is the occasion that we're, say, we're thinking of nothing. And it's not because if we're thinking of something bad, ladies. It's because we're thinking of things that you're going to think is stupid. Guys wonder about nonsensical things. At least from your viewpoint, you will probably see them as nonsensical things. Um, for example, guys wonder about things like, I wonder if that raccoon floats and would make a good pet. And when you confront us and ask us what we're thinking about, you're probably going to get a blank stare, and that's panic because we're going to have to weigh do I say nothing? Or do I tell my spouse that I am thinking about something completely ridiculous? At least that's the way she's going to see it. So, yes, we actually do think of absolutely nothing. There are times we are just blank, and that is reserving brain power for things that are important for us. And there are times we think of just really stupid things. Um, I love the Big Bang Theory. If you're not a fan, I'm sorry. But I absolutely love Big Bang Theory. And it's hilarious watching the main female character, Penny, as she learns to understand these nerds around her. Who are just normal guys. They're just a whole lot smarter than normal guys. But they argue over things like, who will win a fight? Batman versus Superman. DC, you screwed that one up royally, by the way. That movie sucked. I'm sorry, you, you tried it, you just blew the most important movie you could have made. Men have been wondering about that ever since Batman and Superman were invented, and you totally screwed the pooch on that one. Sorry, personal rant. So, we wonder about things like that, and sometimes we're just not sure we should tell you we wonder about things like that. So that's a possibility as well. It's not that we're thinking about something or someone else or anything like that. It's just, we're thinking about things that you are you just going to roll your eyes at us for? So the quick answer is nothing. Number three. Do men ever get catcalled? I laughed so hard when I saw this question. Now, I have not been catcalled in a lot of years. I know, I'm so beautiful. Just whoo, 
sexy. Ooh, I just banged my mic. Sorry, guys. So, so beautiful, right? Yeah, no, I don't look like a male model. I'm not Calvin Klein. I'm certainly not Chris Hemsworth. Got a better beard, but my opinion. I'm certainly not Chris Hemsworth or Chris Evans or any of the Chris's out there that all you ladies seem to love. But, yes, I have been catcalled. It has been a very long time. As I'm, you know, 40 now, that happened a little more when I was younger and in better shape. Didn't happen very often because not a lot of women get out and do that kind of thing. But, yes, I have been catcalled. And so when you get all offended because somebody catcalled you, we don't understand because when we get catcalled, we think this is awesome. That, like, made my day. When I got catcalled, the one or two times this ever happened, because it's only been, like, one or two times, I was stoked, man. I thought it was awesome. Man, I tried to go get her number because that was just cool. I like straightfor- straightforward women, so that was just totally cool to me. I was totally into that. So we don't understand why you ladies get upset because, really, we're trying to compliment you, and I'm sure you don't appreciate it, at least to some extent. I do know some women who feel differently about that and are okay with it, but I get it. If that upsets you, I'm sorry that upsets you, but we don't get it. Because we think it's incredible if someone cat calls us. So, that's life. Hey guys, we're going to roll to today's sponsor. Um, I do have one kind of sponsor. And I got to thank him for that. I want to make sure I get this right. It's Check it out guys. He is a guy just on his own journey to be in better health. And uh, he's a good friend of mine. And he hooked me up with a Google Slate to help me do my notes better and be more on point when I'm recording. So thank you for that. At CommonManOCR on Instagram. That's at CommonManOCR. Check that out, guys. And big thanks to him. But my main sponsor is still The Fallible Man. That's right. Guys, I'm going to roll the clip and I'll be back with you in just a minute. Today's episode brought to you by TheFallibleMan.com. That's right, it's us. Head over to www.TheFallibleMan.com and check out our blog, updated twice a week with new content, and links to all of our social media offerings. Tag or search us at TheFallibleMan or at FallibleMan on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and other social medias for daily content. While you're there, check out our attitude swag. Shirts, cups, stickers, and more. Again, that's www.thefallibleman.com. All right, guys, welcome back. I appreciate you still with me. And hey, if you haven't subscribed yet, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We put out a podcast every week on Wednesday morning at the same time. Uh, helps our analytics. Leave a review if you like what you're hearing so that we can know what you're thinking and comment down below. We'd love to hear from you guys and we read all the comments. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe and follow us. Be sure and click that little bell icon and that way you'll get notified every time we release a video. Guys, we release the video version of the podcast every Tuesday, one week behind the audio version. And we also release clips from each podcast individually throughout the week. So be sure and subscribe, like, follow, wherever you are checking this out, guys. And thank you for your time and supporting what we're trying to do here. We want to make men better. 
We want to make men better. That's you, that's me, and that's every man. For the future of the world, for men all over the place. Guys, thank you so much from the bottom of our heart for joining us today. And on back to our show. Number four. This one cracked me up. And, and guys, this wasn't like I went to one website. I went to tons of websites, tons of blog posts. Um, I researched this everywhere I could. And guys, seriously, men, you're going to get a kick out of this. This was in the top five questions. Is peen standing up fun? Number four. Is peen standing up fun? It seems like it would be. Well, thank you for asking that question, I think. And uh, I'm going to go, yeah. I, I enjoy the ease of it. It makes my life easier. So, and I think any guy who's ever been a little too inebriated will probably cop to, you know, seeing how far they can stand away from the toilet when they pee and still hit the toilet, which is why men's bathrooms are nasty and men's bathrooms and bars are horrible. Um, hold it if you got a chance, ladies. Don't ever go into a men's bathroom in an emergency if you don't have to at a bar because that's just nasty. But yes, it's convenient. Um, and guys are fascinated with it too, just as much as you are. Being able to write your note, name in the snow is like a rite of passage for every little boy. Every little boy figures out that trick at some point in their life and has a great time doing it. Hopefully as we progress to the video age where everybody is logging their journeys, you don't get a bunch of those videos because that would be wrong. So that was question number four. Thanks for an easy hut on that one, ladies. That one, yeah, that's an easy answer for me. Number five. Do guys really like women with less makeup or without more than they do women with a lot of makeup? Or do you just say that to score brownie points with us? You see me looking down on the videos because I'm looking at my notes, making sure I get these questions right as far as how they were asked. Now, like all things in life, there's a lot of uh, personal taste of this, but research has shown that the majority of men actually prefer women with little to no makeup overall. Don't get me wrong, we do absolutely love the occasion. Let me put emphasis on occasion. When you doll up really fine to go out to a fancy restaurant or to a special engagement. We do absolutely appreciate that, but you don't need to do that on a regular basis or every day. That's like a special occasion. My wife's really good about this. I know we're going somewhere special or nifty, at least in her mind, if she bothers to put on the lipstick and everything else. So the majority of guys, research has shown, tend to prefer women with a more natural look. Now, that said, I have a friend, a good friend, who is just an artist with her makeup. And she is an expert at putting on makeup where it looks like she's not wearing makeup. She enhances what she wants to, highlights what she wants to, but, I mean, watching her put on her makeup is like an watching a Van Gogh go to work, man. It's just incredible. Because by the time she's done, you can barely tell she's wearing makeup because she does it so well, so cleanly, 
She takes all the time to blend and blah, 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 and all these fancy things. I don't understand. Her makeup kit looks like a painter's kit because of all the different styles of brushes she has. And that's fine. That's where that little to no makeup comes in. The appearance of little to no makeup is the same as little to no makeup. Does that make sense? But we do actually prefer your natural look. So, you know, save getting all dolled up for special occasions. We do love to go out and show you off when we're with you. Um, every man appreciates how beautiful his woman is, especially in front of other men. Because we have this whole ownership thing, and I know, that's not okay. We don't own you. Yeah, whatever. Okay, we don't own you. We get it. But it has the appearance of our, to our friends, and guy friends specifically, that you're with us, and we love for you to just turn heads. But on a regular basis, keep it minimalistic. Save yourself some time. I hate to tell you, but for the most part, you ladies are getting dolled up to compete with each other. I don't know if that's an evolutionary biology thing, um, but women dress up and look fancy and get all dolled up mainly for their relationship with other women. I don't know if it's kind of a peacock thing, like I said, evolutionary biology, where they think if they look fancier, then they are better than everybody else or how that works. I'm not going to try and get into your minds, ladies. I really doubt I will ever understand that, despite how many women I've been around my whole life. I do know it's a competition with other women thing. It's not really about us. So I get that. We do appreciate it when you look nice, but we love the minimalistic, natural look because we love you. We're interested in you. And the makeup is just a mask. It hides us being able to understand who you are. Question number six. Why do men hide their feelings, or think it is weak to show emotion? I found this question all over the internet. It seems to be a repeating concept. And the simple is, answer is we're conditioned to be that way. Guys grow up with the idea of having to be masculine and tough. We grow up thinking that we are measured because of the way we are raised. Now, you can say this is wrong. You can say it should change. It's not going to. And it doesn't necessarily make men bad or mean we are raised badly. But guys grow up hearing the getting ridiculed for showing emotion. If you start to cry, oh, you're a crybaby. If something hurts or something's bothering you, you know, and forgive the vulgarity, but, you know, we hear, don't be a pussy all the time. Man up. Don't be a little beep. I edited that out. This is a family-friendly show. Um, That's my edit. Sorry. I'm lazy. Uh, That's what we're told our whole life from the time we're little. You fall down, get up, you wimp. Get up, you beep. You get hurt. Shake it off. My favorite in the military. Hydrate and do some push-ups. You'll feel better. We spend our whole life hearing that we have to be tough. In fact, we spend our whole life hearing that we have to be tougher than we actually have to be. Which is kind of hilarious. But, especially since, you know, refer to the earlier comments, right, about hunter-gatherer days being over. 
but we spend our whole life hearing that we have to be tough and strong. And so we are conditioned from the time we are born to be manly and masculine. And guys, it's it's kind of hilarious because this is the life we're told to have. So we think it's weak to show emotion and we hide our feelings because we've been mocked our entire life for sharing our feelings. We don't talk about feelings because men don't do that. We don't do it with each other because you do it with the boys and they're like, dude, what do you take? Forget your might all this morning? I'm sure some woman's really going to find that offensive that I said that. You know, I've actually uh, worked with a guy who got so tired of his employees, construction worker employees, complaining and whining about the job. He walked in one day and tossed a box of tampons on the workroom table and was like, there, plug it up and fix it, boys. Get to work. That is the way we are raised. I'm not going to argue about whether that's moral or ethical or whether that's wrong. And please don't start with the toxic masculinity BS. There is a time and place for men to be stronger. We're expected to be stronger. That is evolutionary biology. If you look through all of history, men are stronger, bigger, faster. We are meant to be combative. We are meant to protect. We are meant to provide and protect for that around us, whether it's our family, our country, or our community. Biologically, we are designed that way. That's why we are bigger than women. That's why we are physically stronger than women. And yes, there are incredibly strong women. Not making that argument, okay? Um, I do some training on the side and with people. Sorry, caveat there. I, I do, besides my personal training, I actually train some people on the side. And I train women as well because I, I don't care. I'll train women. That's fine. Women are awesome to work with. And I've had the privilege, so because I train women, I follow women on social media as well who work out and have had the pleasure of finding some incredible women in the world um, that are just, you know, Jen Thompson holds a world record at a body weight of like 123. And she holds like 20 some odd world records in bench press at over 300 pounds. It's amazing. She's a school teacher. She's amazing. All right. Um, and I could sit here and list off person after person. I'm not going to fill my time with that. But guys, in general, okay, you have to do the 80-20 rule here. In general, men are physically bigger, faster, and stronger. That is testosterone. That's why we have more testosterone in our system. We were meant to protect. So, yes, there is a need for us to have some grit and some fortitude. Is the way we're conditioned to have that natural? Yes. Is it the best way? I don't know. I can't argue with hundreds, if not thousands of years of evolutionary biology and the way men have been since the beginning of time. I think instinctually there's a reason we do it, and I think it's to toughen us up in case we have to fight. But that's why we hide our emotions, because society tells us at large that we're weak and wimpy and wrong if we don't show them, if we do show emotion. God forbid we actually get weepy at a movie. Oh my goodness. My dad's a crier in movies. He, he, those touchy movies, man, they, they get him and he just 
weeps. And I used to be like, what in the world, Dad? I'm 40 now. I get it. Okay. There are things that are touching. It's okay to have some emotion, men. You do not have to box it all up. You can be a little bit vulnerable, at least with your loved one. If that helps your relationship, that's fine. Guys, these are the top questions that I found. If you like this, please leave a comment below or follow up with me. I'd like to know if you want a second uh, round of this because there are a ton of questions out there. But ladies, this episode was just for you. Men, it's okay to have feelings. It's okay to have emotion. And it's okay to be vulnerable at the right time with the people you're close to. It's also okay to teach your children the same thing, especially little boys. I'm not saying teach them to be all weepy. I'm saying it's okay to let them see you cry once in a while so they don't think there's something wrong with them when they want to. Because that's not healthy. That's about as feeling as I get. So I did say we talked about feelings, and there it is. I promise you we talked about guys' feelings. That's how it is. It's okay to have them as long as you master them and keep them under control. Don't let your feelings and emotions master you, but be the master of them, and then it's okay to have them all you want. Hey, as long as they don't drive you to action that you can't help, right? That's that's bad. But as long as you master them, then you're great. And you can have all the feelings and thoughts and feel good you want. Ladies, I don't know if this is a disappointment to you, but I appreciate your time today. Guys, I am the Fallible Man. My name is Brent. We provide content all week long on almost every platform. If you're listening to the podcast, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I enjoyed doing it. It was an interesting show to me and something a little different. We'll see you next time. Thanks for rolling with me. Until then, be better tomorrow because of what you do today. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.